Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. If you are a wine lover like myself and you gotta have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my, my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge, So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses try firstleaf.com slash roses creams and serums are made of 70 percent water 15 percent preservatives and emulsifiers leaving only around 15 percent for the active ingredients that your skin needs but luckily now there's fiber skincare 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. 
If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. In the end, it won't be me. I know it. You know it. But maybe it's enough to share it. Yeah. 
Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and today is Thursday. So we have for you a very special this week in Bachelor Nation. So much has already happened. We also have a huge piece of news that as of recording this on Wednesday, when we do our recordings for the Thursday show, right now, it's a big scoop. I don't think anybody knows about this yet. Wowie! (laughs) scoop. Tomorrow, by the time our episode comes out, it's possible everyone in the world will know it. Nonetheless, we feel very special to have this information right now. We are going to be imparting that to you in Bachelor Nation news, so we hope you enjoy it. But before we get to Bachelor Nation news, before we get to all of our lovely segments, we have a bit of business to handle up top. You all know we have a book out. It's available for pre-order. We hope that you go pre-order that now. It's called How to Win the Bachelor. We have links to it all over our social media. You can get it wherever you get your books. You all know we have a new piece of merch out right now, a shirt. Do you hoot you? You've seen the amazing commercials our marketing department's been making. You've seen the links <laughs> to that everywhere. But you can go to bonfire.com slash if you want to pick up one of those shirts. And we now have another bit of business that we got to mention up front. I was listening to Nicholas Vial's podcast called The Vial Files this week. And he mentioned at the top of his podcast that the nominations are currently open for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. And he urged all of his listeners to go nominate his mm. podcast, The Vial Files. I believe he Did you nominate him? I did not, because we're going to be in mm. direct competition with him this year. I think he's been mm. in the, the top list or whatever, once it gets down to the final nom- nominees before they hand out the awards. And I thought this year, maybe we could try to get our name on that list too. So this is how this works. Wow. I was... Un- aware of all of this until i listened to vile's podcast but basically (laughs) you just go to podcastawards.com and you nominate whatever your favorite podcast is hopefully it's game of roses in the society and culture category that's the one he has urged his listeners to go nominate him for it would be Mm -hmm. my honor my dream to just appear in the same list as the vile files for the people's choice awards i'm not even looking to win it I mean, I'd love to, don't get me wrong, but I would just like to see our name <laughs> next to his. Next to my files. Perfect. It, it would be a I'll nominate us for true. you. <laughs> you will? I think it's going to require more. Can you nominate more, yourself? Of course. But I think it requires more than one nomination to eventually wind up on the final list, I think. I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. But that's it. That's all the uh, business we got up front and now. Let's get into the main meat of this Thursday's show. As any listeners know, if you've heard this more than once, we open our Thursday episodes with a segment where we talk about some piece of news that is happening out in the world, and then we relate it back to The Bachelor, because although these things may seem unrelated, we know that everything is connected back to our beloved game. This is a segment that we call Game of Roses. State of the world. On Sunday, Richard Branson successfully launched himself into the dark void of space. The billionaire and a three-person crew from his space tourism company Virgin Galactic, Beth Moses, Colin Bennett, and Sarisha Bandla, flew 50 miles above New Mexico to breach the atmospheric threshold to space 
and experience microgravity for a few minutes before returning safely to our dying planet. This journey is the first of its kind being fully privately funded by the actual astronaut and not a government agency. Branson's successful trip marks the preliminary phases of a burgeoning space tourism industry for the ultra-rich. Currently, reserved tickets on Branson's future Virgin Galactic flights are priced between $200,000 and $250,000. Billionaire Jeff Bezos has a space trip of his own planned for July 20th, and Elon Musk is planning to launch an all-civilian crew into orbit later this year. So Virgin Galactic is going to have some competition when it comes to launching the wealthy elite into space. How do you feel about this pace case? There's been a lot of talk about whether this is a good thing, a bad thing. Many people view it as a bad thing. Yeah, I would land on that side, please. <laughs> <laughs> bad thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think it's I a bad thing? I found this thing? haunting and depressing, this news. Did you see Elon Musk tweet? I didn't. What did he tweet? It's, it appears to be a poem. He tweeted, those who attack space maybe don't realize that space represents hope for so many people. Is that the side you land on? Clues? Absolutely. The hope side. Yeah. Mm. I get that this is billionaires having fun with their toys and doing adventures and all this kind of shit. And I know we got problems to worry about on Earth. But the biggest problem <laughs> we have throw to throw away comment. Okay. Well, no, this is addressing yeah. the biggest problem that we have to worry about on planet Earth as a species is leaving yeah. this planet. Every endeavor that we are engaged in now for equality, for any kind of raising of the bottom line of comfort for as many people as we can, none of that means anything if we don't leave this planet. If we all die here, if human civilization ends on planet Earth, whatever progress we make in terms of making it better for all of us, is fucking meaningless, in my opinion. We are all going to die here on Earth long before the sun burns out, in my opinion. Right. But you want to make things better for other people, right? Not just yourself personally. I would, I would align myself with this tweet by Zach Hunt in response to must tweet. He said, nobody is attacking space. We're attacking billionaires who amassed vast fortunes on the backs of an exploited workforce, using those fortunes to hold an extravagant dick measuring contest instead of doing anything remotely helpful with their ill-gotten gains. Couldn't disagree more. The governments of the world don't give a fuck about exploring space. They don't give a fuck about getting off this planet. They're greedier than the corporations who own them. The only way we're going to get off planet Earth is through private funding, private corporations that are like, fuck it. If the government's not going to go to space anymore, we'll do it. Look at all the shit that's been happening around space travel in the past two or three years because these billionaires are getting into this. It's eclipsing NASA. It's eclipsing anything any government is doing in terms of space exploration. And once we get to a point where these companies are big enough, fully funded, it won't just be space tourism. It's going to start to be exploration. Who can go to space first becomes who can go to the moon first becomes who can go to Mars first. This is the new space race. And it is, I mean, it's invaluable. We have to have this as a species or we are all dead on this planet. We're all dead way sooner. You and I are, but there will be future human beings. There are much more pressing matters. 12 million children are living in fucking poverty in the U.S. 
Millions of Americans are facing eviction. All of this is completely tone deaf, in my opinion. We have record-breaking heat waves. All the ice in the world is melting. The planet is burning. Absolutely. Our right to vote is under attack. Jeff Bezos is made $8 billion in one day, and he's paying a lower tax rate than a school teacher. Like, this money can be spent in much more important ways. I don't give a fuck about these billionaires going to space. Fuck them. That's how I feel. I understand, and I agree with you. We got a bunch of problems here. These billionaires could solve those problems and go to space. That's the real problem in my They're not mind. solving the problems. Correct. They don't give a fuck they about those things. They don't give a things. fuck. They just want to go to space. That's why it's a dick measuring contest. It's so, so lame. It's so lame. I can't even... I'm getting riled up. I'm getting heated. <laughs> I know you are. I can tell. <laughs> even governmental space exploration is a dick measuring contest. Who can get to somewhere first? Who can get the furthest? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, we have significant problems facing our society all the ones you mentioned and all of these billionaires could drastically improve those problems by just like yes. tossing some coin at it but so i don't how do you not see something like that and be like this is fucking evil the amount of suffering that you could alleviate with one trip like well i don't think good or evil exists i'm a moral relativist okay I'll say this. I don't think what they're doing is, at least on the surface, a way to satisfy any of these problems or help them. But in the long term, it is because they are now starting a brand new industry, which is going to put humanity in space. That is absolutely necessary for the survival of our species. It's necessary after like a hundred other different things like that. Humanity needs to go to space over what millions of years when is the sun burning you're talking about global warming i'd say right fucking now we need to get off this planet we can fix global warming for much less money than getting human beings into into space are you kidding that's not the solution leaving the planet i think the global warming thing is done i think there's no solution for that oh my god okay just based on the things that i've read but how does all of this this conversation we've had, how do these billionaires flying into space, how does that relate to The Bachelor? It can't, right? Wrong. Because what we're going to start to see is that not only is it going to be the ultra-rich who start going into space and taking selfies floating around in the cockpits of these space tourism vehicles, we're going to start seeing celebrities being gifted trips for the, the publicity of it. And I guarantee mm. you, you're going to see somebody from The Bachelor in space within five years. That is going to fucking happen. Who do you think is the first happen. Bachelor person in space? Lion Dyke twins. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I mean, they do have a perfect Instagram. I they know. deserve it. I agree. I think it'll be somebody in the next few seasons in the few, next few iterations I, I still predict there's going to be some giant superstar that comes out of bachelor who's going to have five million instagram followers and i think whoever that person is is going to be the first bachelor person in space unless it's dark lord i could see that too some kind of weird you know you're saying this is like pure evil i could see that version of it where they're like let's get the dark lord in space <laughs> let's get the dark <laughs> petition to get the dark lord in space Here's who I think it's going to be. 
Uh-huh. And this may seem like a long shot. Carl. <laughs> what the fuck? That's a real long shot. I agree. How is he I getting into space? I just feel like he has it in him. He has been able to convince about 300 people to follow him after he appeared on the <laughs> national television program. I think he can do anything. Yeah. All he has to do is convince <laughs> Richard Branson to be one of his followers. Um. By the way, this I feel like we should mention there was another slight, slight uh, piece of news this week. A real hero, Olivia Rodrigo, who has the number one album in the country, age 18, today went to the White House podium to talk about the importance of receiving vaccines. Fantastic. Gen Z doing it Good again. Good for you. Will they Good save you, us all? Olivia. The answer is no. I hope so. Every generation that's in our the spot. The Lion Deck twins, maybe. Their generation yeah, remembers that. Their generation alpha, they might actually do it. But I do feel like every generation has this kind of romanticized view of the ge- the incoming generation as like, well, fuck, yeah. we tried to solve these problems and we didn't get it done. You're the savior. And guess what? Yeah. Since the dawn of humanity, that's never happened. So I feel like we're going to stay on that trajectory at least for a little <laughs> while. Consumerism. I want to and- have... <laughs> I want to have children and I've already like played out this conversation in my mind when they realize like what climate change is and the dying planet, et cetera. And like me trying to justify it and then being like, mom, what did you do? I'm like, well, my bachelor podcast, <laughs> um, we alluded to climate change sometimes. So you're welcome. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like if I had a billion dollars. Or mm-hmm. hundreds of billions, as some of these guys do. Certainly, I would throw money at the, you know, poverty, starvation, housing. But I would be trying to get into space, too. Don't get me fucking wrong. And their problem, <laughs> I think, is they're not putting any other money toward these other problems. They're just like, get no. me into space. That is shitty of them. I, I fully understand yes. that. No billionaire is. Like, no billionaire is donating, except for um, Gates's wife. Gates's <laughs> wife and now Bezos's wife. They're both donating fuckloads of money to like these kinds of things we're talking about. Helping education yeah. in traditionally undereducated communities, that kind of stuff. And even the Gates Foundation was actually doing pretty good work around the world to purify water and like help different kind of communities worldwide that didn't have infrastructure. They were helping to build that infrastructure. No. Most of the billionaires have had to do evil shit to become billionaires and they continue to do evil shit with their negligence in my opinion i'm not discounting that i'm just saying that space travel space exploration is important this needs to happen and it is ultimately a net positive there's always going to be asshole billionaires but at least these ones are going to space the only positive i see is that it could result in technologies that would help us with other problems that's the only positive i can see you don't care about getting off planet Earth ever. Why would I care about that? Look, I would go to space if it were free and if it were safe. Or maybe like I'd pay like a little money. I'm not talking about us personally. I'm saying for humanity, if we don't leave this planet, everything we've done ends here and gets turned to fucking yeah. ash. But it's going to end anyway. Have you read The Three Body Problem? No. You've asked me that this trilogy. multiple I times think, and sorry. I'm like, I, I want, know. No, I just think I you would like it. it. I would love it. Yeah. I want to read it very badly. It definitely made me think like, yeah, you know. It's going to end. <laughs> we got AI coming. We got quantum computing coming. There's going to be drastic shifts in the way we... There already in the last 10 years has been a drastic shift, at least in the way humanity and the connected world operates because of social media, cell phones, the internet, all that kind of stuff. 
it's only going to continue in that direction. I have some hope that there will be a technological shift in everything we do, and that mm-hmm. might we'll see. save us. It might at least there's put us just, on a new path. There's just so much more clear, clear problems right now to me that who knows what is going to happen with that technology that I see all of this, yeah, as a dick measuring contest for sure. Who's winning the contest? I mean, probably Bezos, because no one even watched the Branson thing. I think people will be much more interested in the Bezos thing. I mean, gotta fucking tax these people more. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. We're just like making a society where like 12 people get to live really cool lives while everyone else suffers. I just, how... How is this sustainable? It's not. It's horrible. Anyway, Bachelor Podcast. It's sustainable because we got baby Yoda. We got fucking Netflix. Watch these things. Watch your sports. Watch The Bachelor. Meanwhile, the 12 fucking people have bought and sold every government on planet Earth. They write all the laws. They do whatever the fuck they want. And I think it's going to continue that way for the rest of our lives. But if they're listening, I love them. I love everything that they're doing with their money. I support them 100%. Thumbs up. Me too. Speaking of giant global corporations that dominate everything, that wraps up (laughs) our state of the world. And now we're going to move on to... This Week in Games. As you know, in this segment, we talk about the ratings of our beloved game and we talk about all the instagram growth and diminishing of our players from this season so let's start out here by talking about the ratings for monday night's big game it actually saw a slight improvement from last week the fifth episode pulled in a 0.85 up three percent from last week in the 18 to 49 Mm -hmm. year old demographic and 3.5 million viewers which was up about one percent from last week this minor fluctuation could be indicative of viewers becoming more interested as the season is getting closer to playoffs hopefully we'll see those numbers get even higher in the final phases of the season i bet they got that gain because of that promo the no jerk off promo no (laughs) (laughs) that's people are like wait a minute they're gonna fucking stop these guys from jerking off i gotta see this yeah (laughs) i wasn't watching when i thought they were jerking off all the time but now it's my moment and as far as the gains for our crown katie thurston last week on twibbon she was at 744k our crown stayed solid in gains, accruing 26K once again since that point, bringing her to 770K total. I famously predicted she would cross a million, the million <laughs> threshold by the end of the regular season, while Clues predicted it would happen during the playoffs. We only have one more week to see whose prediction is more accurate. It appears to be Clues, unless Katie can pull 230,000 followers in the next couple weeks. Come on, Katie, you can do it. <laughs> Have we ever seen that? Since we've been covering like Instagram no. games and shit, I don't think we've seen that a 230K we've, single week game. No, we've seen. I mean, crowns gain that much when they're announced. That's the only time. Right. Yeah. 
And we saw Dale Moss and Grippo gain like whatever, 80K. That seems to be the highest you can do. I got to say, even my prediction that it would happen during playoffs is starting to seem a little questionable. I'm like, is she going to hit a million? Mm. I mean, I did not anticipate this season would have the lowest ratings of all time. I think that factors in. Yeah, I agree. We shall see. Uh, She is back to a smaller TikTok gain this week, though. She gained 7.8K, bringing her to 419.5,000 TikTok followers. It's no Maddie Pruitt, but respectable. Mm -hmm. And now... Let's get into the top five Instagram gains for the players of this historic 17th season of The Bachelorette. In first place with that gold medal in gains this week is Jersey Marketing Sales Rep, Greg Shy Style Grippo. He gained 28,000 new followers this week, bringing his total to 202K for his continued use of Shy Style, his horrible group date poem, his tier play, <laughs> his love level three, and extracting a love level three in return from Thurston herself. Well done, Grippo. I mean, he's been at the top of these charts since the beginning. Whenever he goes out, he comes back in. It's hard to argue with being in the number one spot every week, pretty much. But I still think he's going to see an explosive end to his run. I just don't think he overcomes Moines. Time will tell. It is hard to see anyone overcoming Moines after this week, to be honest. But And it also, the preview makes me think Grippo self-eliminates, but I don't know. The silver medal in gains this week goes to Columbia, Illinois, math teacher and musician Connor Brennan, a.k.a. the Catman, a.k.a. Mr. Cloud Nine. He gained 26K this week, bringing him to 55.7K total for his colorful narration, breaking records in masturbation euphemisms, euphemisms his shy style on his one-on-one date his hoodoo his loaded love level two his stco for katie his tear play and his swan song heartbreak edit exit bump he's in the top five overall now too yeah glad to see that he's getting some recognition here he has played a pretty good season i feel that he's a strong solid player i was sad to see him go and we'll get to uh some news a little bit later about some more gains that he might be experiencing from some continued play within our beloved game. But his play has come to an end here in Bachelorette, and we'll see what he can do next. The bronze medal this week in gains goes to 36-year-old Ohio business owner slash widower slash package deal Michael Alio. He gained 21.1 thousand followers this week, bringing him to 82.3K total for his very brief moments in the document this week. His continued use of shy style, his defense of Hunter as 4TRR, and going all the way on drag day. He said that he was going to do that, and I presume that he did, but we didn't see it in the document. Release the Michael Olio drag tapes now. We demand it. (laughs) Fourth place in gains this week goes to 30-year-old wildlife manager Blake Moines. He gained 18K this week, bringing him to 207K total. Welcome to the 200K Club, Moines, for his double MVP status, his Double play of the game, 
award for his chemistry-laden, perfectly timed musical knock-knock, his long showers, his outward struggles with whoa-whoa, which he transitioned into <laughs> fantasy suites, future casting with Katie, his loaded love level three, and his loaded precog. He's, he's a hurricane. There's no touching this guy. It's only him and Grippo in the 200K club, and he's a little bit ahead of Grippo. We'll see if that evens out, but uh, congratulations, Mr. Moines. And fifth place in gains this week goes to San Diego insurance agent and professional rivalman Aaron Clancy. He gained 12.2 thousand new followers this week, bringing him to 34.7K total for his mob boss investigation of Hunter's 4TWR forum dwelling status with the help of his <laughs> underling boxman, his public Hunter tattle on the group date, his private Hunter tattle at the after party, his swan song exit bump, and his slow-mo paradise audition in the hot tub. I saw they used that clip in the paradise promo. Did they, did they already know he was going to paradise at that point? I mean... I'm sure they did. But we've said this time and time again. You always want to be giving images, videos of yourself to the producers that are essentially visual auditions for whatever the next step of your thing is. So if it's preseason and you're on your Instagram trying to get on the show, you want your Instagram to have images of what you'll look like in The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Here's what I look like in a cocktail dress or suit. Here's what I look like on a yacht. Here's what I look like getting into a helicopter. If you are on the show and you're auditioning for Paradise, here's what I look like in swimwear. Here's what I look like getting drunk. Here's what I look like sweating my ass off on a beach, if you can swing it. And honorable mention this week goes to Clay Harbor's cousin, pro football player Andrew Spencer. Spencer gained 9.6K followers this week, bringing him to 42.9K total for defending Hunter's 4TRR status. Being one of Pace Cases, Jorge Moreno bystanders of the week, Monet exchanges crushes and his continued high-quality kiss lead-in lines. Notably, Justin Glaze, who had a one-on-one date, only gained 5K this week, and this was also the very first time that Christian Smith hasn't made the charts. He's been out of the game for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> He's been out of the game for 10 years. But guess what? He might not have made the charts. He still gained 2,600 new followers. He was not the lowest gains, not even close. He's still putting in work somehow. I, I will never understand it. But congratulations to everyone who made these charts. Still, we are looking at Tasha and Caitlin. At the beginning of this season, we thought their duo hosting gig would possibly put them in the 2 million club because they were both so close to it anyway. No movement whatsoever. Tasha Adams still sits at 1.8 million, and Caitlin Bristow still sits at 1.9, just scratching at the door. Are these ladies going to hit the 2 million club? You know what I think would help them? They should have Game of Roses on clickbait and on Off the Vine. (laughs) Yeah, that would would push them over the edge. Totally. If you're listening... Have us on your shows, and you'll hit $2 million. It's that simple. And now for the top five total Instagram followers chart. Number one, Blake Moines at 207K. Number two, Grippo at 202K. Number three, Michael Alio at 82.3K. Number four, Connor B, a.k.a. the Catman, at 55.7K. 
This is the only new member to the top five. And number five is Christian Smith at 51.8K. Will this man be in paradise? I mean, I have no idea. It's gotta be. It seems like he should be. He has not yet been announced. I think because he left so early, if he is in paradise, he's going to be a late entry to sand. He's going to come in in like mm. third or fourth wave. And then I don't know, you know, usually those players get iced out. It's very hard to have a late entry to make a meaningful yeah. run, but we'll see. Goodbye to Carl Smith, though. He's no longer in the top five at 40.7K. He did get a 300-person boost from his FIP announcement. And Andrew Spencer is now next closest to the top five at 42.9K. And we see in the promos that moment when she runs to him out of desperation and does a hooju in the hallway on him. He's got to have some kind of dramatic ending. It seems like he's going to get kicked off and she's going to have a second thought. That might put him mm. over the Christian Smith 51.8K threshold, which I hope oh, to see. Sure. This is an interesting top five list as well. We've got two players over 200K, Moines and Grippo. The next closest is Michael Olio at 82.3K. They are more than doubling their next closest competitor. Mm-hmm. This is, in my opinion, a specifically weak showing by all these players, and it does have to do with the low ratings, but usually by this point, we've got at least a couple more people over 100K. Yes. Usually there's, I would guess, around four or five players who have 100K. Yeah. Also, top five, all white, notable. Well, hopefully... Some of these players who are going to get a second shot on sand can use that to parlay some big numbers, some bigger numbers that they're getting in the main game here. But that does it for this week in games. Now we're going to move on to all those juicy tids, all those stories that have been swirling around that Bachelor Nation internet that you've been reading about, wondering about. What's going on in the forums? (laughs) That's right. We're covering the forums in this segment. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Football is back. And the best bet you can make is downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It doesn't matter if you're new to gambling or an old pro. FanDuel has something for everyone. And as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you know your bets are safe. There's also never been a better time to use FanDuel. Because right now, you'll get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. You can even turn a small wager into a big payday with a same-game parlay bet. Just sign up with the promo code SPOTIFY to place your first bet risk-free on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download FanDuel today. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is... Bachelor Nation News. Bachelor Matt James and his ring winner, Rachel Kirkconnell, are in the news this week. We've been following the developments in their relationship since the explosive end of season 25, which led through a tumultuous on-camera breakup, clandestine meetings in New York, rumored reconciliation, confirmed reconciliation, and now their first public photo op appearance as a couple. James and Kirkconnell got all dressed up for a walk down the red carpet at the ESPYs this Sunday. The ESPYs 
For those among us who may not follow any other sports outside of our beloved game, our ESPN's version of the Oscars, at which they give awards to athletes and sports personalities. James, of course, began his celebrity career as a football player at Wake Forest University alongside the male Instagram goat, Tyler Cameron. Whether his invitation to this star-studded sports event was due to his college football glory days or possibly due to ESPN informally recognizing The Bachelor as the sport it is, we may never know. But we are happy to see that this couple has seemingly patched things up and are out in the public eye once again. If they can manage to stick together, that would make the COVID bubble seasons the most successful matchmaking run in history for our beloved game, producing relationships back-to-back-to-back for Claire Crawley and Dale Moss, Tasha Adams and Zach Clark, and Rachel Kirkconnell and Matt James, and possibly Katie Thurston and whoever her ring winner is, maybe Blake Moines. I just... I think it's going to be Moines. I, I just can't see him losing. It's unless no. they're building up that thing where he's like, oh, I told her I'm not in love with her. They're trying to make us mm-hmm. think that's going to be a big thing. I think it's not going to be. I think he's actually using mm. it perfectly to make her feel the threat of loss. Like, oh, shit, maybe he's not in this as much as I am. And then he's going to turn that back around and give her overwhelming relief. And I think he's going to take that to a ring win. He's going to be like, I'm not love level fouring you. I'm actually love level fiving you. I'm not in love with you. I'm over the moon out of this (laughs) world in love with you. (laughs) End of sentence. (laughs) I think she's going to say I'm falling in love with you. And he's going to be like, I'm not there yet. Mm. And then fantasy suites, he's going to be like, I'm there. And that'll be it. That'll be the end of the show. I think she probably ends the show after fantasy suites. That's my guess. Mm. But. Although we don't know who the current season's winner will be, our next item of Bachelor Nation news involves some people that we know definitely won't be winning. This week's big game said goodbye to five players, Connor Brennan, Aaron Clancy, Hunter Montgomery, Trey Cooper, and James Bonsall. And although they won't go down in history as champions, four of these five dismissals have been announced as players in Paradise. Immediately after the airing of this week's big game, the official Bachelor in Paradise Instagram account posted an image of Cooper, Clancy, Bonsall, and the Catman himself with a caption that read, We promise there were more to come. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. We don't know if this means Hunter Montgomery is definitely not showing up on sand or if they're holding back his announcement for dramatic impact, but we are happy to see that some of our favorite players from this season are going to get a chance to boost those IG numbers in our beloved game's equivalent of an all-star game. 100% they're holding back Hunter. You think he's coming on? Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Well, I mean, maybe he doesn't want to, but... I just saw a post today on Instagram, which we're not covering in news. This is just a little juicy tid. Kendall uh-huh. Long posted a thing where she's like rolling around in the sand and it says something about baby sea turtles' genders are determined by uh, the temperature of the sand. If it's cooler, it's a guy. And if it's hotter, it's a woman. And she's like, what do you think the sand that I'm rolling around in is going to produce? Something like that, right? What? <laughs> oh, is she hinting that she might go on? That's what I think it is. And we know, or at least... Do you know who's in paradise? No. Do you want to know? I only know literally. No. Okay. I will discuss this note further then. Leave it at that. You know what? <laughs> Hiring the Dark Seeker has allowed me to remain much more spoiler free than usual. I don't oh, know fantastic. anyone who's on sand except for the ones that 
have been officially announced. Okay. Fair enough. I won't. Don't tell me. I'm not going to say anything else. We should move on. I think Hunter is definitely in it. Hunter has, what, he has 64.6K TikTok followers. You think this man is going to refuse sand clues? Come on. I don't know. There's a piece of me that's like, he is a dad. Maybe he's like, fuck this show. They turned mm. me into a villain. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Time will tell. I mean, you might as well try to get a villain's redemption, though. But then again, they could fuck you again. I don't know. Not everybody reacts favorably to this experience. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Baylock High turned Re- down sand. Response opposite to life coaches. I know. I was just thinking of Baylock High. But Baylock High has a million Instagram followers, right? No. How much does he have? I'm blocked. I don't know. 604k. And what is Hunter at? God, no one in these eras is getting the numbers. Hunter's only at 13.6k. Well, again, let's wait to see what happens on Paradise. Baylock High didn't have his numbers until Paradise. Many people don't get their numbers until Paradise. Yeah. Ashley I. Kennedy didn't have numbers until her two seasons on Paradise. You're right. Speaking of... All-Stars getting a boost from Paradise. John Paul Jones is in the news this week. The wavy-haired Canadian parlayed a 13th place finish on Hannah Brown's season 15 of The Bachelorette into an impressive run on Paradise season 6 that included a flirtation with future Bachelorette Tasha Adams. His time on sand boosted him to 529,000 Instagram followers, and now he's parlaying that parasocial power into a podcast. On Tuesday, Jones posted his show's new logo to his main grid with the caption, It is with great enthusiasm that I announce my new podcast, Jibber Jabber with JPJ, which will be out this Thursday. We'll talk Bachelor, we'll laugh, we'll cry, maybe we'll even have a spit take or two. I'll be speaking with incredible guests about how they got to where they are today. I'll answer your phone calls and we can talk all about the deep things. Subscribe early now at Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow at Jibber Jabber with JPJ at Cloud Ted hashtag podcast hashtag Jibber Jabber with JPJ. What a name. <laughs> His first episode drops Thursday. We wish JPJ luck and success in the ever growing world of Bachelor Podcasts. It's kind of uh, late in the game to be starting a podcast been off our screens for a while don't spoil it is never too late to start a podcast first of all <laughs> okay i'm following jibber jabber with jpj along with 291 other people right now we don't know where it's mm. gonna go could be the biggest podcast mm. in badger nation i wish the man luck will you be calling in yeah i think i might <laughs> we'll see i don't there's no phone number on here. I don't know how to call in, but I'll try and figure it out. I'll just keep dialing numbers until I get jibber jabber with JPJ. Hello, is this jibber jabber with JPJ? No, thank you. Click. Just, Sorry. Just start DMing them voice memos. If they have a, a line to do that, I might. Kenny King is also in the news this week. The pro wrestler was most known as a loving single dad and Lee Garrett's rival on Rachel Lindsay's 13th season of The Bachelorette. 
He announced via Instagram stories this week that he is no longer engaged. A quick scan of his Instagram reveals that 46.8K of his followers can no longer find any images or videos of King with his ex-fiancee. We do not know why the couple called things off, but we wish King and his family all the best. And for our last piece of news this week, we wanted to focus on another Bachelor Nation family, and this one is growing. As you know, we cover the top Instagram fetuses and babies in our beloved game, and as it stands currently, the Lion Dyke children are at the top of the game. We've often wondered aloud if any Bachelor Nation baby would ever emerge to challenge the Lion Dyke supremacy, and the only future fetus we thought might have a chance would be the progeny of Ashley and Jared Iaconetti. And now, this fantasy is made real, or so we think. We are recording this on Wednesday, July 14th, and although we can neither confirm nor deny this, we have reason to believe that Ashley Iaconetti will be announcing her pregnancy on Thursday at roughly the same time this episode will come out. What's more, the Iaconettis will be making this announcement via Amazon Live as part of her partnership with Amazon. Hello, Jeff Bezos. Again, we can neither confirm nor deny this information, but if it is valid, we should know almost immediately. And if it is true, we are witnessing the first days of an entirely new fetus game. Aya Kennedy will not only have monetized her pregnancy announcement, but she will have done so with Amazon, one of the biggest companies and brands in the history of humanity. And what will follow will likely be a paid partnership to sell every kind of pregnancy product sold by Bezos's company. At the time of this recording, we do not see an Instagram account for their unborn child, but we can only assume one is on the way. The Lion Dyke children have had a long and dominant run in the fetus and baby game, but it seems to us like there will very likely be a new champion on the horizon very soon. Holy shit. Amazon? Huge. I I just wish that I knew this was true. I wish it had already happened by the time we were recording this so we could confirm it and like really report on it, but I hope that this is real, mm. and if it is, congratulations to the Ayakinetis. This is just... They're about to dominate that game in a way that I don't think we were even prepared for. We talked about it like, oh, that baby's going to be crazy, but this is really a crazy baby. Have you looked up the Instagram handle Amazon Ayakinetti to see if it's taken? I have not looked up Amazon Ayakinetti, but I did look up Ayakinetti baby. I looked up Highbon and Ayakinetti child. I looked up every variation of their last names mm-hmm. with baby, fetus, or child doesn't exist yet you think they would name their baby account fetus hey had to try (laughs) had to try it (laughs) had to (laughs) honey i think we should name our baby account the aya kennedy fetus (laughs) yeah (laughs) please i can't wait to see jared highbond in his Aladdin costume and the baby sitting on like a little magic carpet. I can't wait to see this shit. It's going to be crazy. They're going to make okay. so much money. I think like every post is going to be spawn conned. I think I already predicted this, but will the announcement be them dressed as Aladdin and Jasmine and then she's holding a lamp over her baby bump and that's the baby? Ooh, like rubbing the lamp. The three wishes the were a lamp, baby. Yeah. 
God yeah. damn. Maybe that's a strong branding move if they do it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I think that guess is like pretty good. I think you got about a 15% yeah. chance of being correct on that. Time will tell. Time will tell. And obviously I have no way of quantifying that number. It was just something that came out of my head. But that's all the news that is fit to print this week. And now we are going to move on to talking about all of those beautiful plays that our players have been making off the field and in the realm of social media, in that parasocial world where they stand behind one end of the screen and they pump out content that we look at on the other side, never knowing who we are, never having relationships with us. We are not their friends. They are not our friends, but it feels (laughs) like they're our friends. They're my friends. Oh, I'm sorry. They're your friends, but the rest (laughs) of us, we are not friends with them, but it feels like we are. And that is the nature of the parasocial relationship. And this is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. There were a ton of great parasocial plays this week. And at the top of that list is Victoria Paul. The same week that we debated the benefits of a Norwegian law demanding that companies announce when a post contains a photoshopped image, season 24's professional IFI player, Victoria Paul, took to her main Instagram grid to post a two-image series. The first is her glowy, glamorous Bachelor in Paradise headshot in a pink mini dress. The second is a photo she took of herself in the same dress in a mirror where she looks a bit more reality than Instagram. Her caption reads, what filter is this? At Bachelor in Paradise, four question marks. The post has 48,678 likes and 448 comments. I love this post. This. It was fantastic. <laughs> the stuff that The Bachelor always puts out you know, has that weird, almost like robotic gloss to it. Yeah, you they always look see like it AI. The, totally. You always see it in the promos for the next Bachelorette and the next Bachelor. Um, the one that they did mm. of uh, Popeye for season 24, where he's in the, like, the main body of a plane, walking down the aisle with the rose. It just, it looks like a drawing or something, because they so heavily yeah. Photoshop all this shit. And it was great to see her being like, actually, here's what I really look like in this dress. It's great. Yeah. Powerful parasocial play. And Dr. Joe is back in the parasocial plays with his own powerful parasocial play this week. He posted a 5-minute and 38-second video to his Instagram TV in which he discusses the Delta variant of COVID-19. His caption reads, What you need to know about the Delta variant of the coronavirus. In this video, I discuss 1. What is the Delta variant? 2. Why are healthcare officials so concerned? Three, how dangerous is the Delta variant compared to the original? Four, how effective are our vaccines against it? Five, how can we fight it? Spoiler alert, get vaccinated. Find a vaccination site near you. And then he has a link to vaccines.gov slash search. I still have no financial stake in any of the companies. Just want you to be informed and stay healthy for educational purposes only. Please be sure to consult with your personal doctor for more detailed questions. Hashtag Delta variant. Hashtag COVID. Hashtag get vaccinated. Hashtag COVID-19. Hashtag coronavirus. Hashtag the bachelor. Hashtag bachelor nation. 
The post has 47,000.7 views. It has 5.7 thousand likes and 159 comments. Dr. Joe is my only source of pandemic and vaccine information. So I live for these posts. We hope everyone in the pit who is able to get vaccinated gets vaccinated as soon as possible. And we thank Dr. Joe for his important efforts for our great nation. Thank God we have Dr. Joe and Olivia Rodrigo. (laughs) I mean, that's where we're at, though. Like, you know, we always talk about how reality TV and Instagram and all that stuff is like related to real life and how it seems frivolous to some people. It seems like the stupid guilty pleasure, but it's not. These platforms are real. The level of fame that you have in the parasocial world is more important than anything else you have in your life. These people, at least Olivia Rodrigo and Dr. Joe here, are using it to try and affect some change to help us as a society, which I think is fantastic. Me too. I think it's much better than what the billionaires are doing. Speaking of... (laughs) Players with a platform trying to support a cause, I guess. Our next parasocial play is done by our most recent Bachelor, Matt James. He did an in-depth Bitcoin news TikTok video, which appears to be the start of a new series where he's talking direct to camera in a hoodie and sunglasses over the background of a power plant. The caption reads, This Week in Bitcoin, Episode 1, Hashtag FYP, Hashtag Bitcoin, Hashtag Crypto, Hashtag News, Hashtag Breaking News. I mean, where are the Bachelor hashtags? Come on. The video has 5,547 views and 198 likes. It is one of his least viewed TikToks. But it did also just come out six hours before our recording of this. So, you know, we'll give it a couple of days. We'll see if it gets sucked up into the algorithm. But I love seeing this. I love seeing Bachelor players talking about the future of finance, crypto, where we're headed as a society, the blockchain, that primary world. And while all of these plays were fantastic, of course, there can be only one winner. And this week, the winner of our parasocial play of the week goes to a swan song's swan song, Connor the Catman Brennan. He posted a three minute and 30 second video to his Instagram TV in which he performs a goodbye song to his romance with Katie Thurston and about how she belongs with someone else. The caption reads... Sundress, my overwhelming emotion is one of gratitude. I'm so thankful for every part of what this was, from the late nights and wild dates to the nerves and butterflies and all the little moments in between. I walked in so terrified that at any moment someone was going to tell me there'd been a mistake that I was supposed to be here. But because of who Katie is and the way she sees people for who they are, because of each and every one of the guys in the house and how they built me up, I walked out knowing I was enough that I was someone who deserved to be there regardless of what happens next. That's important. That matters. After the breakup, I went home for a while and spent some time with family just processing and writing. This is the song that helped me make sense of everything. At Katie Thurston, you are incredible, beautiful human, and I'm lucky to know you. Rooting for you and your love story every step of the way. It's honestly a banger. This post has 105... I wrote that. <laughs> oh, you wrote It's Honestly a Banger? <laughs> that wasn't his own. <laughs> I said It's Honestly a Banger. <laughs> he ended that every step of the way. Heart emoji. I said It's Honestly a Banger. Because it is. 
<laughs> I thought he was like tuning his own horn. This shit's a banger, motherfuckers. Well, this post has it is. 105,088 views, 14,308 likes, and 680 comments. It was overwhelmingly the best play of the week. We played this song to open this episode so that you got a little taste there up top. And congratulations to Connor the Catman. We hope that he's going to use Paradise to do even more fantastic parasocial play and that his audience will grow and he will get some more appreciation for these plays he's making, especially these musical ones, because he's done two now that are pretty fucking incredible. They're so good. That is the type of parasocial play you do on the week you get kicked off. I mean, these are huge numbers, too. 105,000. That's more than Choice's number of followers. And this week, we also have a parasocial creature of the week. Actually, it's two. Pino and Ramen. These are the hounds that belong to Jason Tardick and Caitlin Bristow. Tardick took to TikTok this week to share a video of these hounds running loose on the grounds of the Tamaya Resort. They apparently were there for filming, but did not make the cut on Monday's episode. Tardick commented on his own post in the caption, saying that he hopes they'll at least make the blooper reel. The Tardick Bristow dogs are cute as ever in this TikTok post. The video has 139.3K views, 11.7K likes. Congratulations, Ramen and Pino. You are our parasocial creature of the week. Creatures. And that does it for all the parasocial plays from the human beings and the creatures alike in our beloved game. And now comes that time when Pace Case and I cut our ropes and fall straight to the (laughs) bottom of the pit and hit the murkiest waters we can find so that we can issue forth our screams from the pit in which we discuss the sometimes detrimental effect, but certainly the constant and ongoing effect of our beloved game on every moment of our lives. This is Screams from the Pit! This is going to be a good screams, I got a feeling. I think we each have one that's very screamy. Yeah. My scream, I mean, (laughs) the way I feel right now about to do this scream, I feel like is a scream in itself. (laughs) Screams upon screams. You have no idea. Okay. (laughs) Mine is is beyond screams. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Okay. So, my scream from the pit came to me immediately this week doing this podcast we get a lot of feedback (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot the volume of feedback it's high it's all all over the map most of it is positive some of it is haunting keeps me up at night But this week, I experienced a deluge of pit content that was very positive and made me laugh my ass off. I have been dating someone. It is a man. 
His name is Jake. And I shared an Instagram post with him in it this week. And let me tell you, the pit provided. (laughs) (laughs) I encountered a barrage of pit comments that made tears stream down my face with laughter. Pit dwellers asked if he played shy style. They said he looked for TRR. They demanded to know what love level we were at. They called for hoodoo footage. Oh my god. They RIP'd Dace Case regarding my parasocial relationship with the Moss Man Dale Moss. My personal favorite comment said, Guard and protect her heart, Jake. <laughs> And I, I, <laughs> I just want to say thank you to the pit for your support and this hilarious content. It warmed my heart. Did this in any way give you a little taste of what it might be like to be a player? Yes, it is. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and what, if I may ask? How is Jake handling his new parasocial level of fame? He thought it was funny. He told me he's gotten some new followers. <laughs> that <laughs> oh, they'll probably be very awesome. disappointed in his uh, <laughs> oh. parasocial content. But, um, yeah, it seems to be handling well, well so far. That's great. Congratulations. I see this as only a positive thing. It seems like overwhelmingly people have been supportive. These things you're saying, these comments are fucking hilarious. Yeah. They were funny. But I'm scared. I'm scared because there's just, there's just another, there's another darker, uh, you know, things. Patronation, it's a, it's an interesting world. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) And we are firmly within it. Which I am uh, staying away from the forums these days myself. <laughs> Congratulations to you on the screen. Congratulations to Jake. Congratulations to whatever love level you're at, however many hoojus you've done, all of that stuff. I can't <laughs> wait to see more of it. I mean, <laughs> he is the person I practiced the hooju with. But it was on stand, it was very difficult. Well, I think that's a fine scream. Congratulations to you and to Jake and all of your parasocial engagements. My scream this week, I'm just going to say it right up front. I remote viewed the mansion. What does that mean? Do you know what remote viewing is? No. Here we go. Okay. Let me start from the beginning. (laughs) You look like you're literally like about to start a journey. Like you're buckling your (laughs) seatbelt. I've been on this journey for a long time. Oh, As you God. may be aware, okay. I'm interested fundamentally in one thing. This is the reason that I wake up in Technology. the morning. Reality. I want to know what this shit is. Hmm. What the fuck are we doing here? Right now, technology is potentially our best way to get those answers. Certainly, science and technology throughout human evolution has given us the only answers that matter in service of figuring out what reality is. And 
I've been experimenting with some other kind of shit, which you could call science. It definitely is science, but technology is a little bit of a part of it as well. Do you know what the gateway okay. experience is? I know what gateway drugs are. Okay. This is not that. Or maybe it is to some degree. But back in the 50s, there was a guy named Robert Monroe who was a radio engineer, and he started fucking around with using radio signals and headphones to alter your state of consciousness. He started producing out-of-body experiences for himself, and in 1971, he wrote a book called Journeys Out of the Body, which is credited with coining the term out-of-body experience. And so he developed an institute called the Monroe Institute where he would teach people how to use these audio recordings he'd made, which are basically like guided meditations, to put you in an altered state of consciousness that he claimed could make you astral project, could make you have out-of-body experiences, and ultimately led to a practice called remote viewing, which is used by police, military intelligence, all kinds of organizations all over the world to find, like when people get kidnapped and stuff, they'll bring in a remote viewer to try and psychically find out where they are. And there is a high enough rate of accuracy that this process is used by, still, by cops, military agencies, all that kind of stuff, right? What? Yeah. Psychics? Yeah, for lack of a better term, psychics. But psychic is like a kind of antiquated term. As we're learning more about quantum field theory and stuff and how our observations of reality actually have impact on reality, the stuff is starting to get a little more credibility. I apologize. There's someone astral projecting into my hallway vacuuming right now. (laughs) No problem. So... In 1983, there was an Army intelligence report that was written about the Gateway experience. Our government paid money to have somebody do the procedures and see what it was all about. And this report was made public within the past few years through a FOIA request. And it essentially says that, yes, it all works. It's all real. There are other planes of existence. And here's how to get to them. And so currently, the CIA has sent people to the Monroe Institute and they, that's how they train remote viewers, basically, right? So as this FOIA report came out, I became interested in it. I read about it, just like UFOs and shit like that. These government documents that exist, they're like, we have been doing research on this. We have projects on these things. They are real. And here's the information. And I mm-hmm. got my hands on basically the tapes of the Gateway Experience. And I've been doing okay. them. They're like half an hour long meditations where they play. It's kind of like binaural beats. There's like the, the sounds going off in your ears and the guy is guiding you through what you can do to essentially astral project, to go to other planes of existence and to remote view. And I was doing one last night okay. and I swear. Wait, sorry, to where did you get these tapes? Internet.com where I get everything. The primary world. But I mean, are they sold like on in big? Big box stores. Oh, no. You can buy them from the Monroe Institute, which I did not do. I got them through other channels. But uh, Okay. This is... You can get them at the Monroe Institute. You can also go to the Monroe Institute and, like, get personal instruction and all this kind of stuff. So, I have been doing these things. And last night, I got to a point where sometimes when you're doing it, you will see shit in your head crystal clear places, people that you don't know. And I'm always like, whatever, it's probably just my brain conjuring some shit. And Mm -hmm. last night I was doing it, and I swear to Christ, not that that means much to me, I swear to whatever means something to me, 
that NFTs. I swear to NFTs that I saw the fucking mansion, like in crystal clear detail. Now, again, I don't know if this is just me conjuring a memory of because I've seen it a million fucking times in the show and I've scrutinized every Mm -hmm. detail or if I was literally astrally projecting into the fucking mansion but (laughs) it happened it fucking literally happened and that's my scream (laughs) that is one of the loudest screams I've ever heard in my life (laughs) you're using CIA training to get a glimpse into bachelor mansion Hmm. But I'm not at the level yet where I can like focus it and be like, I want to look at this thing. It's just kind of like you get into this thing that's called hemisync, where the tones that it's playing in your ears kind of like it makes the the um, electrical frequencies in your brain match up in a weird way that it doesn't do normally. And when you're in that, you kind of go into this hallucinatory state. It's like a deep, deep mm-hmm. transcendental meditation if you've ever done that. And when that happens, you just start seeing images and shit. You start seeing places, people, whatever. And for me, when I did it last night, the place I saw was the fucking mansion. What part of the mansion were you in? The driveway. I saw the fountain, and then I kind of went into the door, and then I was in a room that was uh, like one of the ITM rooms where they had like some lights and candles in the background and shit and some like some uh, drapes. There were lights and candles. Like candles lit? Yeah. Because they're not filming. Why would they have lit candles? I don't know. Maybe that's how it is right now. Maybe they've staged it. I don't know. Maybe I was remote viewing it. I don't know. This is what I saw. That's all I can tell you is what I saw on my astral journey. So anyway, that's where I'm at with our beloved game. (laughs) I'm often speechless at your screams. And this one, I'm like, all right. (laughs) I don't know what to say. I hope you're okay. (laughs) <laughs> I'm fantastic, and at some point, next time you lose your car keys, you'll be calling me to locate them for you psychically. I will. I am thinking, how can we use this in a way that will be beneficial? I, anybody out there, I encourage you to try any form of deep transcendental meditation, including okay. this one. It's interesting, at the very least. Find out this week what DLH is doing. Ooh. Okay, I'm going to start astrally projecting tell us (laughs) what his new show is (laughs) (laughs) what if when i try to do that it's just his face with glowing red eyes staring back at me and he's just like like, get out of my plane denied yeah exactly (laughs) i have dominion here you don't belong i'm just like "Ah." he sends a psychic shock through the astral plane (laughs) this is my lens but that's it. Thank you for indulging our screams <laughs> this week. And thank you for indulging everything that we've done this week. Thanks for coming on this journey with us, on this ride. We appreciate you being here with us. And just like we mentioned up top, we have the book is out for pre-order right now, How to Win the Bachelor. We have links to it and all of our stuff. We have a new shirt that is on sale right now. It is a celebration of the sub-game of the Hooju. You can go to bonfire.com slash to pick one of those up or multiple of those up. There are a variety of colors. And, of course, there is that People's Choice Awards. We're trying to level our show up, <laughs> and we feel like getting nominated on that would, would do it. It's, I just yeah, want to see our name next to Vial Files. Fuck. I don't think we'd win it, but just to be in that list would be 
something I would personally be very proud of. We would have taken this podcast from you and me sitting on my couch, recording at 2 a.m. high as shit one night in the middle of Hannah Brown's season. Yeah. <laughs> to potentially being on a list with, you know, one of the big Bachelor podcasts. I, I think that would be astounding. I'd love to see it happen. So if you guys can help us out with that, we would significantly appreciate it. And, of course, as always, before we go, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,052 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I, I saw that in... Um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 percent discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber skincare sweaters candles the dreaded bathrobe unfortunately mother's day gifts can be a little predictable and boring that's why an aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabuli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things. <laughs> and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. 
She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. If you are a wine lover like myself and you got to have it for your bachelor reviewing parties, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the personalized, the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, you get to try new wines and I'm guaranteed to enjoy them because they got to know my unique preferences. I answered a few questions on their website, this quiz about the flavors you like, how often you drink wine, Monday nights, if you prefer red, white, or rosé. And based on these, it gives you this amazing selection of wines tailored just for you. And when you rate those wines, it gets even more tailored, a la, you know, uh, Netflix. Just play into the algorithm. My algorithm got me both rosé and white wine, Mm. my favorites, and they were so delicious, and I've gotten to enjoy them with many of my my friends. Look, being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has perks. As a member, you get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. So if you want uh, wine pairing advice or you want to talk about the wines in your box, you can always talk to one of their experts. Plus, you get member-exclusive pricing. What's in the box? On every order. (laughs) Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash roses to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash roses. Tryfirstleaf.com slash roses. (laughs) 